Hey everybody, my name is Dwayne Burkhardt and you are watching and or listening to the April 24, 2023 edition of The Rugby Report. In this episode, the 2022-2023 URC regular season is in the books. So we'll look at the last weekend of regular season action and look forward to the playoffs. We'll also look at half of the weekend action in the MLR, since the other half of the games are being played today. And finally, we'll recap the last week of abbreviated action in the Super Rugby Pacific League and look forward to seeing all the teams back in action next week. But we will start the weekend in Europe, where the URC said a fond farewell to its regular season. Friday night began with the Stormers doing what they needed to do to return to the number two spot by downing Benetton 38-22, but the result made no difference because in the nightcap, Ulster edged Edinburgh 28-14, so Ulster remains number two, and the Stormers finish third. Saturday's action began in Johannesburg, where the Lions didn't exactly dominate the Zebra Parma, but they did win the game 50-35. Next, we stay in South Africa and zip over to Pretoria, where the Bulls simply crushed Leinster 62-7. But before anyone gets excited about that, remember that Leinster came into this game on top of the table by a mile and was resting anyone and everyone of consequence this week. We return to the continent for the next game, where the Dragons finish their season by beating the Scarlets 31-14, but then we quickly turn around and return to South Africa, where the Sharks and Munster finished their regular seasons with a game that pretty much no one predicted. That's right, the two teams ended up in a draw at 22 apiece. Elsewhere, my Cardiff Blues finished their season with a victory on the road, beating the Ospreys 38-21, and finally... The Glasgow Warriors had a lot more trouble with Connacht than you might have thought, but in the end, they still managed to secure the narrow win, 29-27. The final eight get a week off now, and then on May 5th, the postseason will begin. The action will start in Scottstown, where the number four Glasgow Warriors will host number five Munster. Next up, the third-ranked Stormers will host the sixth-ranked Bulls in an all-South African playoff battle. The third game of the night is the one that I will be paying the most attention to, as second-ranked Ulster will host number 7 Connacht. And while I have to admit that the odds in this game favor Ulster, if there's one game where I have just a funny feeling that an upset is at least possible, it's this one. And finally, top-ranked Leinster will host the 8th-ranked Sharks. We'll hop across the Atlantic Pond to my home country now, the land that brought you the selfie toaster. And no, I am not making that up where we'll take a look, well, we'll take a half look at the MLR this weekend. The action began in our nation's capital as the D.C. Old Glory ended the Utah Warriors' recent winning streak, 36-22. Next, the New England Free Jacks continued to dominate the Eastern Conference with their 23-13 win over Atlanta. And finally, the Dallas Jackals hosted, but then fell to the red-hot San Diego Legion, 47-38, although... Congratulations to the Jackals for putting 38 points on the board. The remaining games are being played as we tape our broadcast, but once again, since our graphics are added in later, our viewers on YouTube will now see those results where the rest of us can only speculate on the remaining games. The rest of the MLR action this weekend begins, or began, in my original hometown of Chicago, where my hounds are hosting the NOLA Gold, then the New York Ironworkers will welcome the Houston Sabercats to the Big Apple, and finally, the Toronto Arrows will face off against the recently shell-shocked Seattle Seawolves. Our viewers will now see the standings in the MLR, where San Diego and New England are beginning to pull away in their respective divisions, 
But the battle for the remaining postseason slots remains very competitive. Finally this week, we turn our attention to the lands down under, where the Super Rugby Pacific League finishes its three weeks of mid-season abbreviated action. But before we do that, I need to note that, despite my advice on this show just two weeks ago, this past week, the Queensland Reds did announce that, following this season, they will be parting ways with head coach Brad Thorne. In related news, really good seats for future Reds games are about to be available at bargain basement prices. It's a big mistake, guys. Anyway, moving on. The weekend started on a rainy night in Hamilton as the Chiefs welcomed the Fijian Druid to town. Seriously, folks, most of the first half of this game was played in what can only be described as a deluge. But this isn't cricket, folks. And when it rains on rugby, well, we just get wet. And that is exactly what the Chiefs and Druid did. But what was impressive about this game was that despite the weather... It was still a fast-paced, back-and-forth game that was well-played, had surprisingly few errors under the circumstances, and was just generally fun to watch. For the second week in a row, the Drua had trouble getting going, and the Chiefs ended up owning the first half of this game. Highlights included what was probably a world-record slip-and-slide try by Damian McKenzie, and a try-off of a restart where the Chiefs, for the third time this season scored in less than 30 seconds as Samsoni Takiaho powered his way through the Drua defense to score. The Drua, as they seem to each week, did wake up and did get back into this game, but three tries, three tries in the closing minutes of the game by the Chiefs made the final score look much worse than the game was. Full-time score was Chiefs 50, Drua 17. We head to Amy Park, or as I have always called it, Seagull Stadium in Melbourne for the second game of the weekend. And goodness me, folks, the Seagulls were there in force for this game, undoubtedly driving the camera guys crazy. The frankly perennially better-than-their-record Rebels were hosting the Crusaders, but for the second game in a row, it was the Rebels who came out stronger and looked ready to shock the world by taking down a major Kiwi powerhouse. And we know this because, for the second game in a row, they led an otherwise much better team at the break. But also, for the second game in a row, they simply got smoked in the second half. They lost to the Blues 41-0 in the second half of their last game. And they lost to the Crusaders 31-3 in the second half of this one. Full-time score, Rebels 27, Crusaders 43. The Rebels have had injury issues this year, and they're playing without key players like Hardwick and Tupo right now, so it's hard to know what they're really capable of. But until they can find a way to play 80 minutes of rugby, they will continue to struggle. Next up, it was a battle of the big cities as the Auckland Blues hosted the Sydney Waratahs in a game that I think the Waratahs thought was supposed to be touch rugby and not tackle rugby. Seriously, the normally big and tough Taz were getting to the Blues players, but they just weren't bringing them down. In the end, it was a busy, busy night for the guy counting missed tackles, and the Taz were frankly never in this game. The full-time score, Blues 55, Taz 21. The weekend ended as far west as Super Rugby currently gets, and that means HBF Park in Perth, where the force who haven't been home in six weeks, 
got their rematch against the Highlanders. The Highlanders were once again without superstar Aaron Smith this week, but Smith's absence in this game was not due to a mandatory World Cup rest, but rather to the passing of his father. And we at the Rugby Report join millions of others in offering our most sincere condolences to the entire Smith family. That said, with or without Smith, the Highlanders just didn't have it in this game from the very start. Maybe it was that extra-long flight to Perth after all. But whatever it was, the Landers looked lethargic, and they fell behind early and made mistakes. At one point, they spotted the force a two-man advantage on their way to falling behind 24-3 at the half. The Landers did play better in the second half, and for the first time in forever, the force didn't. But the Highlanders didn't have enough to close the gap, and the full-time score was Force 30, Highlanders 17. Now, before I make a special comment, I want to note again that I generally try to avoid commenting on the officiating, because I have great respect for the officials and the very hard job that they almost always do very well. But in watching this game, I was forced to wonder what happened to referee Nick Berry before the game that caused him to so obviously be in... Well, just a really bad mood throughout this game. There were five yellow cards in this game, including at least two, one for each team, that I thought really could have just been penalties or warnings. Whatever it was, let's get this guy a better hotel room or an extra bottle of water or whatever it is he needs before the next game, okay? Okay. And now, a note about my Highlanders. As many of you know, I am a diehard Highlanders fan. They are my favorite team. And so it pains me more than most to say this, but it is time to face reality and say that the Highlanders' 2023 season is functionally over. Even if the team makes the postseason this year, they're very likely to be a one-and-done team. As a result, it is time to begin giving Aaron Smith extra rest in preparation for the Rugby World Cup and to start giving a lot of these very talented up-and-coming younger players on the bench a lot more playing time. Is Falau Fakatava the future of the franchise at scrum half? Now is the time to find out. Can Cam Miller start in the number 10 spot in the big leagues? Now is the time to find out. The Highlanders are a team with a lot of future potential. Some of those players are going to work out. Others aren't. But we won't know who is who if we don't start playing them. And in a season where any shot at the championship is frankly gone at this point, well, now is a great time to start playing them. Let's check in on my predictions now. I came into round 9 34-10 on the season. And this week, I was once again 3-1. Not bad. Brings me to 37-11 overall. Looking at the Super Rugby table now, the Chiefs and Brumbies are still safely on top, while the Crusaders moved into a narrow one-point lead in third, dropping the Hurricanes to fourth, with the Blues just one more point back in fifth. And then, there is a huge gap before we get to the Reds in sixth, the Highlanders just one more point back in seventh, and then a three-way tie for the last playoff spot as the Force, Drua, and Waratahs battle it out for eighth. Next week, we're going to return to a full schedule, and there are some good games in store for us. Round 10 will begin in Wellington, where the Hurricanes will host the Brumbies. The Brumbies remain a top team, but they've looked less than invincible in their last two wins, while the Hurricanes have generally looked spectacular all year long. I doubt that this will be a blowout, but I do think the Canes will take this one at home. 
Hurricanes win. Next up, the Waratahs return home to face the Highlanders. Both teams are coming off disappointing losses. The Taz couldn't tackle, and the Landers looked lethargic. If the Waratahs can figure out how to get their opponents on the ground, I think they have a chance. But if Aaron Smith returns and the Highlanders regroup, well, then it's game over in Sydney. Who wins? This is a tough call. And this might be my heart talking more than my head. But I feel like my Highlanders need me right now. So I'm calling it for them. Highlanders win. The third game of the weekend is one that could be a really good game as the Drua hosts the Blues. The Fijian Drua are undefeated at home this year, and they have been explosive and fun to watch. The Blues have been, well, consistently inconsistent, seemingly going back and forth between struggling mightily in one half and then just completely blowing teams out in another. So this is a really hard game to call. And there's a part of me that can't believe I'm saying this. But I just have to believe that the Blues will get their act together, and they will find a way to win this game on the road. So, Blues win. But, if I'm wrong on this one, then write it down, folks. If I'm wrong, the Drua will make the postseason this year. Finally, on Friday, Moana Pacifica returns to Mount Smart Stadium, where they will host the Melbourne Rebels in a game where someone has to play better in the second half. And whichever team does will win this game. Seriously, I just have no idea who's going to win this one. But since I have to pick someone, statistically, the Rebels are the better team. So I'm going to say the Rebels run, and they win this game. Saturday's action begins with the game of the week, as the Chiefs host the Crusaders in a rematch of this season's opening shocker in Christchurch. But these are not the Crusaders who frankly stumbled out of the gate at the beginning of the season 10 weeks ago. On the other hand, the Chiefs are 8-0, and they have shown moments of genuinely championship-quality rugby. Who wins? Anyone can win this game. But at home, and undefeated so far... I have to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs win. And finally, in a game that could define both teams for the rest of this season, the Reds return home to face the Force. And once again, I just don't have a gut feeling about this game. Seriously, the Force have been unpredictable, with wild second halves that come up short, but then quick starts where they fall off later and yet still win the game. The Reds, on the other hand, started this season seriously thinking about a championship run. And now, they may not even make the playoffs. This is yet another game where neither outcome is going to surprise me that much. But I have to pick someone. So I'm going with the Reds at home. Reds win. And that's it, folks. That's all the time we have. Thanks for watching and or listening to the April 24, 2023 edition of The Rugby Report. Next week, we will talk about a major accident at an upholstery factory. Until then, there's no reason to be concerned. I can assure you that everyone involved is now fully recovered. See you next time. Bloopers. 2023 edition of The Rugby Report. In this episode, I have to swallow and do that again. Ha! <sighs> We also have a half look of the weekend in action. Oh, no. Twice? Really? Let's do it again. 
where my hounds are hosting the NOLA Gold, than the New York Ironworkers Western... officiating <sighs> because I have great respect for the officials and the very hard job... <laughs> yeah, the very thing, yeah, yeah. That's that's a break for tea. That's a that's a, that's that's a man who's screaming for tea. Right. Is Falal Thakatava the future of the franchise at Scrum Half? At Scrum Scrum Half Scrum Half Scrum Half Scrum Half Sunny. Oh boy, <laughs> tea. Then we'll do it again. And to start giving these very talented. Oh, f- it's it's like I you know I did write the script and yet. When I'm reading it, it's we're not clear. Oh, and we're going to do all that again because I could not breathe. Ah, and then, and no, we won't. We're going to do that again. Crap! I ruined the joke. I killed the joke. No, <laughs> back it up because that was going very well. <laughs> <laughs>